Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey church, hope you guys are doing well and that you're enjoying service from wherever you are watching today. My name is Mike and my wife and I have the privilege of being some of the pastors here at Calvary. But before I go any further, I want to take a moment and I want to acknowledge our lead pastors, Alex and Diana Sagat. Come on, if you love them, why don't you let them know in the chats below, put the flame emoji, put the Calvary clap emoji, let them know that you love them. But hey, look, I'm really excited to preach today, really because I'm going to be preaching on a topic that's really been ministering to me during these times. I don't know what it's been like for you, but I know that for many people, this this has been a, a difficult time. And really, I'm praying that the message that ministered to me, that it would also minister to you as well. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you would open up to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. If you don't have your Bible with you, it's all good. We're going to put some verses on the screen for your assistance. But Romans chapter 1, verse 16, and it reads like this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Gospel means good news. So I am not ashamed of the good news of Jesus. Why? Well, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. I want to take a moment and I want to read it in another translation. And it reads like this. For I have complete confidence in the gospel. It is God's power to save all who believe. First the Jew and the Gentile. The name of my message today is I'm Confident. If you're taking notes today, why don't you write that down on your notebooks? I'm confident. Maybe right now you're thinking, Mike, I'm really not feeling too confident. My prayer is that by the end of this message, that you would be confident knowing that you have a God who's on your side, who loves you and has a plan and a purpose for your life. Wherever you are, maybe you're with family members, grab their hands. If you're all alone, why don't you join me in prayer? So Father, we thank you so much for your grace, your love, and your mercy in everything that you're doing in this moment, the fact that we get to have church at home. Father, I ask that you would meet people right where they're at. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, hey, look, now that I'm online, I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm just going to say I am in love with my wife. Now, I'm saying that for two reasons. I'm saying that, number one, because I really do love my wife, and number two, because I'm looking for some brownie points. Like I got the opportunity to marry my best friend and it was awesome. But I gotta be honest with you, early on in our marriage, there was some tension in our marriage. Now, the tension was because of this little thing right here. It's on my finger, I can't take it off. It's this little thing right here, it's it's my ring. Because before I was married, I really wasn't used to wearing jewelry. So when I got this wedding ring, I put it on and it felt thick on my hand. It felt uncomfortable. So sometimes I would get home after work and I would take off my ring and I would put it on the shelf. And then my wife, she would look at me because she knows that I have a history for losing stuff. She would look at me and she goes, babe, are you sure that's really the right place to put it? Then I would put my ring back on and I would take it off again. And my wife would ask me again, babe, are you sure that's really the right place to put it? I remember there was this one time in particular, I got home, I was exhausted, took my ring off, I put it on the shelf, and then my wife asked me, are you sure that's the best place to put it? I looked at her and I told her, stop asking me that. I know where my ring is going to be, I'm going to be fine, I'm not going to lose it. Three weeks later, 
I was ringless because I couldn't find my ring anywhere. Eventually I found it and I thought, oh my gosh, this is my moment for payback. So I got my ring and I was looking at my wife. She was doing some work at home. And as she was doing some work at home, she takes off her ring and she puts it in the part of the house that she really doesn't usually put her stuff in. And then I ask her, babe, are you sure that's the best place to put it? She looks at me like, you are so dumb, but I love you anyways. I guess the question that I have for you today is this, is where have you placed your confidence? And I want you to take a moment, like really think about that. Where have you placed your confidence? And my follow-up question is this, are you sure that's the best place to put it? You know, the reality is right now, we're all living in very similar times. It started with the fear of COVID-19 and then it escalated to the anxiety of quarantine. And now our country and our nation is boiling over in anger because of the social injustice that's been, that's been happening. So during these times that we're facing is difficult for many people. I have to ask you, where have you placed your confidence? Have you placed it in money? Have you placed it in your job, in your salary? Have you placed it in the government? I don't know about you, but for me, something that this is teaching me is that those really aren't the best places to put our confidence. Because before the pandemic, before the season that we're in right now, I had confidence in my career. I thought my career would sustain me, that things would be okay. And now I'm looking around at the world and I see that thousands of people are losing their jobs. I thought that my salary would sustain me, but now I'm looking that thousands of people are losing their salary and their finances are low. I don't know, maybe you've placed your confidence in a certain political party. But right now the world is in pain and there's social injustice and you don't know where to place your confidence anymore. I think really the issue that we're facing is that many of us, we're now lacking clarity because the areas where we thought we can place our confidence, we're now learning that they are not powerful enough to sustain us and they're crumbling under our feet. And the reality is this is that when it rains, it pours. It just gets worse and it gets worse and now we lack clarity and now we feel like we don't have the ability to move forward. I love living in a city of Miami. Come on, if you love Miami, put you love Miami in the chat, put some palm trees up there. I love the city of Miami. And really one of the things that I love about Miami, come on, it's the weather. Like one moment it's hot, one moment it's sunny, it's amazing outside. But how many of you guys know that the next moment it's hurricane season and put up your shutters? In fact, if you're from Miami, you know that in the last two weeks during this quarantine, we've had some crazy thunderstorms. Like 9 a.m. feels like 9 p.m. I mean, crazy thunderstorms. And then one of these mornings I had to get in my car and I had to run an errand for my home. So I get in my car, it is pouring rain. I get on the highway on 826 right by Hialeah and I'm trying to go forward, but I can't really go forward because I'm lacking clarity. So what do I do? I put my windshield wipers all the way up so that I can hopefully see through the rain, but it, it didn't work. And because I lack clarity, I wasn't able to move forward. This is crazy because on the middle of the A26 in Hialeah, donde la cosa está loca. People are rolling down their windows. They're yelling at me to hurry up. But because I lack clarity, I couldn't move forward. And look, the one thing that I want you to know today is this. That if you lack clarity, you will gain uncertainty. But if you gain clarity, it will produce confidence in your life. And listen, I feel like my mission and my assignment today is to preach 
to your confidence. I want to let you know that no matter what the situation looks like on the outside, that if you have Jesus on the inside, you have the ability to stand confident in no matter what you're facing. It might feel like hell is around you, but you can have heaven on the inside of you. And you can stand with confidence knowing this, that God is for you and on your side. This is why we're looking at Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I mean, I think that this is one of the most confident passages that I've ever read in my entire life, where Paul, he is the writer of this letter. And this is what he says. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it's the power of God until salvation. I mean, this is one of the most confident statements I've ever heard ever in my life. But then I got to ask the question, why did Paul really make this statement that he wasn't ashamed? If I'm honest, I really think that the reason that he made this statement was because he actually was tempted to be ashamed. I got to give you some context. I want to get you into the world of what's happening right now. Because the Apostle Paul, he's going to Rome to preach the gospel of Jesus. Basically, to tell the Romans that a Jewish man who was a carpenter is actually God. Now, this is what you have to understand. The Romans hated the Jews. Like, they hated the Jews. And the reason that they hated the Jews was because they actually oppressed the Jews. Not only did they hate the Jews, but they looked at the cross. They looked at crucifixion as the lowest form of execution. And here you have the Apostle Paul on his way to preach the gospel to let the Romans know that the Jewish man who was crucified on the cross is actually their God. This is, this is insane. And this is what I think that the Apostle Paul was doing in this moment. And I really think it's something that you and I can learn from today. I really think that the reason that he made this statement is because the Apostle Paul wasn't making a statement based on what he felt. But listen, he was making a statement based on what he knew. And because he knew that God is good and because he knew that God is faithful, he knew that God was with him. He made a statement not based on what he felt, but based on of what he knew. If you're feeling like right now is uncertain, if you're feeling right now like right now you're lacking clarity, I want to encourage you. Let's do what Paul said and let's make declarative statements. Let's repeat to ourselves the truth about what we feel, and that is that God is on my side. And if he hasn't failed me in the past, he's not going to fail me in the future. I want to let you know, listen, that God can make any ground stable when it feels like it's shaky. And he makes this crazy declarative statement and it's one of the best statements that I've ever seen in my life as he makes this statement that he is not ashamed of the gospel sometimes I look at Paul and I'm like bro how did he have this much confidence like because his life was insane in fact he even gives a rap sheet of how crazy his life is look at what he says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 to 28 I'm going to read it to you because it is crazy just listen to the life of Paul I love this. The Apostle Paul says this. Are they servants of Christ? Paul's getting ready to trash talk here. It's hilarious. He goes, I am out of my mind to talk like this, but I am way more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more longer. I have been whipped severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times received the Jews. Five times I've been whipped. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times shipwrecked. I spent the night and the day open at sea. I have been constantly on the move. It gets worse. I have been in danger from rivers, danger from bandits, danger from Jews, danger from Gentiles, danger in the sea, danger in the country, danger at sea, 
Danger from unbelievers. I have labored and toiled. I have been hungry and thirsty. I have been cold and I have been naked. How's your week been? Because <laughs> the Apostle Paul, his rap sheet was crazy the life that he lived. And sometimes I ask myself, how did he have that much confidence? I mean, this is insane. The Apostle Paul was so cool that there was this time where he was walking through the city and he was preaching the gospel of Jesus. And then it says that he got stoned almost to the point of death. Like stoned, not like stoned, but like stoned with rocks. Almost to the point of death. The Bible says that he looked dead. And then the very next verse says that the Apostle Paul got up and he kept preaching the gospel. I mean, this guy was confident. And in the middle of what seemed uncertain, the Apostle Paul had it within him to say that he is confident of the gospel of Jesus. Listen, I believe today that you and I can have that same confidence. I really believe that today you can have that confidence knowing this, that God is with you and he's for you. But can I tell you, the reason that I believe that the Apostle Paul had confidence was because I believe that the Apostle Paul had clarity. The reason that he had confidence, he had clarity. So we're going to focus on Romans chapter 1 verse 16. But listen, before we can go forward, we have to go backwards. We have to take a moment and we have to look at history. We have to look at history so that we can learn. So before we go forward, listen, we're going to go backwards. Romans chapter 1 verse 1, and this is what Paul says. He goes, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Listen, the reason that I believe that the Apostle Paul was confident was because the Apostle Paul knew who he served. I have a question for you today. Who is it that you serve? Who are you serving today? Because if we're honest, we're all serving something or someone. Some of us serve money. Some of us serve our careers. I mean, this has been the issue from the beginning of time as mankind has served money power and influence. I mean, this has gone back since way, way back. They have, they have served these things that really have crumbled beneath their feet and really didn't produce that much confidence. I mean, look at what the Bible says. Look at what Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 15. He said, people have exchanged the truth for God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. I love this. What the Apostle Paul is saying is he goes, the reason that I can have confidence is because I don't serve created things. The reason that I can have confidence is because I can serve the creator. I serve the creator of the heavens and the earth. Listen, and when you know whose you are, you know who you are. When you know whose you are, you know who you are. The Apostle Paul knew that the reason that he can walk in authority was because the one who gave him instruction to live the life that he was living had all authority. Uh, funny, I'm, I'm going to take a moment and I'm just going to be open and honest. Some of you are going to judge me right now, but whatever. In elementary school, elementary school, I was, I was a Hall Patrol. I was, I was a Hall Patrol. Not only was I a Hall Patrol, I was an office aide. But I was a cool hot patrol. Like, I had the lime green belt that went across my chest, that wrapped across my waist. I had a badge. I mean, I was an elite hot patrol. But I was also an office aide. So what an office aide was, was somebody who would go into classrooms and would deliver a message on behalf of the principal. So I remember this one time, elementary school, office aide, hot patrol. I was the coolest kid ever. And this was the opportunity of a lifetime to walk into a classroom and interrupt a classroom. 
So my principal, Ms. Rojas, calls me. She goes, Michael, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to Ms. Wolf's class, and I want you to tell Ms. Wolf that Anthony's dad is here to pick him up in the office. I go, let's go. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. So I start walking to Ms. Wolf's class. I open the door. I slam it open, and I go, excuse me, Ms. Wolf. I want to let you know that I am here on behalf of Mrs. Rojas. And I want to let you know that Anthony's dad is in the office. Send him to the office so that he can go home. I turned around, I slammed the door, and I walked out. It was awesome. But look, the reason I had the authority to do what I did was because the person who gave me the instruction had all authority. And I want to let you know that you also have that same authority. And this gets better. I love this, this verse, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Because listen, not only did the Apostle Paul, not only did the Apostle Paul have confidence because he had authority, but I want to read you the verse again. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Listen, because it is the power of God. The second reason that the Apostle Paul had confidence is because he had the power of God. You know, I remember a couple years ago when I started working out for the first time. I started working out for the first time with one of my really, really close friends. So we go to this gym. LA Fitness, Hialeah, 49th Street. We go to this gym together and look, I, I can't make this story up. Like, I, you just can't make this story up. We show up to the gym and he's wearing, he, he's wearing a, 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 a sleeveless shirt. And this is what it says. It says, curls for the girls on it. I go, my gosh, bro, if you're going to show up to the gym with that kind of shirt, you better be ready to perform. So we walk into the gym. As soon as he picks up a weight, he drops the weight, it falls on his foot, and he lets out the loudest scream I've ever heard in my life. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen, but it was also probably one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. And here's what I learned about that moment. That just because you project power, it doesn't mean that you have power. Just because you project power, listen, it doesn't mean that you have power. And this was the problem that the Romans had at that time. Because if there's one thing that the Romans boasted about was the fact that they had power. I mean, the Rome at that time, they were known as the capital C of the known world at that day. That They were the capital of the world. There was a philosopher that said that Rome feels like a dark cloud that hovers all over the empire, bringing fear into the hearts of the people that live there. Rome, they had armies and legions everywhere. But despite all that power, there was another philosopher by the name of Seneca who said this. That although Rome looks powerful on the outside, they were a cesspool of iniquity on the inside. That yeah, they looked powerful on the outside, but they were broken and they were hurting on the inside. It reminds me of when Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the world, but lose his own soul? And I think of this story and I think no wonder the Apostle Paul had confidence to go to Rome. Because the Apostle Paul had the only message possible that had the power to change the situation. The Apostle Paul had the only message that was possible to change the human heart from the inside out. And I want to let you know this today. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what impossible situation you're facing today. But nothing is more powerful than the message of Jesus. And the Apostle Paul, he knew this because he had an encounter with the resurrected king. Like, this is what you have to know about Paul. Paul wasn't always a Christian. In fact, his name wasn't always Paul. His name was Saul of Tarsus. So back then, Saul, like, he hated Jesus. He hated Christians. In fact, his main job, his main preoccupation was to put Christians in jail. He wanted to stop the widespread of Christianity. 
But on his way to do his job, on his way to persecute Christians, the Bible says that the Apostle Paul, he has this radical encounter with God where he sees God. In fact, the encounter was so hard that it knocks him off of his horse. And because the Apostle Paul had a radical encounter with God, the true source of power, his life was forever changed. And because the Apostle Paul knew the true source of power, he knew where he can go to access power. I don't know about you, but like sometimes this happens to me all the time where I'll get my iPhone, I'll take it out, and uh, like I'm going to bed. Like I'll be going to sleep, I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I put my iPhone down and I wake up the next day in the morning and I see that my iPhone is on one or 2% battery. I'm like, what, what happened here? Like I thought I plugged in my phone and then when I look, I see that I never connected the charger to the outlet. Like how many of you guys know, like the outlet never left. The outlet was ever there. I had access to the power, but I didn't connect. And I think that one of the issues that we face is that a lot of us, we actually have access to power. We just forget to actually connect to power. And I want to let you know that today you have the opportunity to really connect to true power. The Bible says that when you enter into a relationship with Jesus, that the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. And it gives you a strength to stand in the middle of situations that seem uncertain. In fact, the, the word power is where we, is, is actually the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis is where we get the word dynamite from. So really what you have is a dynamite explosive power to be on the inside of you when situations feel like they're absolutely out of control. And right now, it feels like times are out of control. And if there's anything that we really need in this moment, it's the power of the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us. Because what I know about the power of God is that the power of God is the only thing that can bring healing, can bring restoration, and can bring life. The power of God is the only thing that can get something dead and bring it back to life. And I look at our cultural climate right now. I mean, we have to talk about that for a second. With the social injustice, the riots, the anger that people are dealing with on the inside because of the injustice, the racial tension that's been happening. And I look at the country and I think that the only solution that can bring healing, it can bring restoration, is only the message of Jesus. I believe in this time, more than ever, we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our life and in our world. I believe that the Apostle Paul, not only did he have confidence because he had power, but I also believe this, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, let's read that one more time. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God that brings salvation. The power of God that brings salvation. Now to the normal, everyday person, salvation, I mean, this is really a word that we typically don't use. But back then, this word salvation was, it was normal. It was normal for people to use it. In fact, people back then, they would look at emperors. What salvation, what it means is it means deliverance. So when an emperor would come and it would deliver its people from oppression, the people would look at the emperor as a savior. Funny enough, doctors back then were also known as saviors. And that when a doctor would deliver you from your illness, that doctors were also looked at as saviors. And if we pay attention to that right there, that's actually the gospel. That's actually the message of Jesus. That just like an emperor will deliver his people, the king of kings, Jesus, steps into our life and it delivers us from sin and from brokenness. And just like a doctor would deliver you from your illness, the Bible says that Jesus is the great physician that steps into our life and forgives us. Listen, the reason that he forgives us is because he wants to heal us. 
This is why he says in Luke chapter 5, verse 31, it is not the healthy who I have come for. It's the sick that I have come for. The problem with sin is that we have a skewed version of sin. We really don't understand what it is because people think that sin makes us bad people. But friends, it's worse than that. Sin doesn't make us bad people. Sin makes us dead people. And Jesus stepped into our life not because he wanted to make bad people good, but Jesus stepped into our life because he wants to make dead people come to life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but he sent his son in the world to save it. And I love this news because, listen, the reason that the Apostle Paul had confidence in this truth is because this is a free gift that's for everybody. A free gift that's for everyone. You know, my wife, her love language is gifts. My love language is uh, physical touch and words of affirmation. So tell me I look good and touch me and we're all good. But my wife, she's, she's gifts. She likes to give gifts, but she also loves to receive gifts. But honestly, there's so much joy on my wife's face when she has the opportunity to give gifts. So, you know, through this quarantine, we really haven't been going out so much. So we've been doing most of our shopping on Amazon. Shout outs to Amazon. We've been doing most of our shopping on Amazon. And sometimes my wife, she would do her orders. And every time my wife does an order, it doesn't fail. She always gets me something. And they're little things, but they just mean the world to me. Like a couple weeks ago, she got me a coffee mug. And I was like, oh my gosh, babe, you're so awesome. But sometimes I ask her like, babe, why, why do you get me these gifts? Like, I'm not always that great. I know I'm amazing, but I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not always that great. Like, why do you get me these gifts? She's like, why? Well, I just get you the gifts because I love you. And for me, I receive it and I just feel amazing because I didn't get the gift because I deserved it. I got the gift simply because I received it. And listen, when it comes to salvation and entering into a relationship with God, you don't get salvation because you behave. You get salvation simply because you believe. And the reason that you can get the good that you don't deserve is because Jesus took the bad that we all deserve. And it is for everyone. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God into salvation that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. And I want to tell you that this is a message for the world. I feel like right now, Nothing can bring more confidence. Nothing can bring more power than the message of, message of Jesus. If we look at what we're facing right now, it almost feels like our world is broken and it's suffering and people need healing. And maybe you're one of those people right now where you're lacking confidence. Listen, you can have confidence. Why? Because he gives you authority. He gives you power and he gives you salvation. And this message is for the world. That's why Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, go into all the world and tell everybody about the message of Jesus. Why does he want everybody to know? Because God loves you. He loves you so much. How much does he love you? John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. What did he do? That he gave his one and only son, that whomever may believe may not perish, but have eternal life. And friend, today... I want to let you know that you can receive that today. I really believe that right now, that the only thing that can give you confidence to stand and to remain and to live the life that you are called to live is by having Jesus on the inside of you, by having a personal relationship with God. 
Jesus is the only one that could bring healing and restoration and peace in a world that seems like it's chaotic. I have to ask you, how's your personal world today? Because I really believe this, that once you step into a relationship with God, your life, listen, it will never be the same. Today, friends, you can have confidence. So wherever you're at, really what I want to do right now is I want to create a space right there for you in your home, for you to enter into a relationship with God. How does this happen? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you shall be saved. It's that easy. You don't have to do anything special. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter the mistakes that you've made. Listen, the, the gift of God, the salvation of God, it's a free gift. You don't have to behave. You just have to receive it. So wherever you are, why don't you just close your eyes and bow your head. Let's create a moment for you in your home. And this is a moment right now where really you can just ask the Holy Spirit, where you can ask God to step into your life. I want to help you in this moment. And we can do a repeat after me prayer. So wherever you are, why don't you just say this? Say, Dear God, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. God, I want to have, I want to have a relationship with you today. I want to be yours. I want to be, I want to be your friend. I want to have a personal relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. I want to take one more second. I don't know where you are right now, where you're watching from. And I really hope that this message really spoke to you. But I want to take a second. I just want to pray for your confidence wherever you're at right now, wherever you're watching, whether you're at home, you're at a park, maybe you're with your family members. I think right now what we need is confidence. We need the confidence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to stand and remain strong in times that seem uncertain and in times that we don't have clarity. So why don't you pray with me? Father, I thank you so much for everyone who watched this sermon today. Father, I thank you because you have a plan and a purpose for everyone. Father, we know right now that our world is hurting, that there's pain. But Father, I ask that you would bring confidence and that the confidence that we would receive would be a supernatural confidence that we get from having a relationship with you. We thank you for the authority and the power and the salvation, and we thank you because it is a free gift. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, hey, I want to congratulate everybody today who made a decision to step into a relationship with God. Listen, I really believe that your best days are in front of you. My prayer is that you would leave today with confidence knowing that there is a God who's on your side. Listen, you have authority, you have power, and you have salvation. I'm believing that your best days are in front of you. Well, hey, we can't wait to see you next week. God bless. We love you. We hope that today's message blessed your life. It was absolutely incredible, and we're glad that you decided to spend this day with us. That's right. If you made that decision today to follow Jesus, we want you to do something. We want you to send us an email and let us know that you made that decision today because we would love to send you a Bible. It is a free gift from us to you as you start this new journey. That's right. Also want to make sure you follow us across all of our social media platforms. Visit our website. We have something for your kids on our website as well. We got a lot of things happening during the week, so make sure you you are in tune with all that Calvary Church is doing. We love you. We can't wait to see you. And we hope that you have the best week ever. Take care. God bless, church.